Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. Money may make the world go around, but it is also one of the biggest sources of disagreements in marriage. The other one being sex. Now, this is because money isn't just about dollars and cents. It's also about what money means to each of you. And for some people, it's security. For others, it's a sign of success. For still others, it's about freedom. But whatever it is about for you, it's more than likely that it means something different for your spouse. And this is the main reason why it causes such problems for the two of you. Now, a related question is how do you manage your money as a couple? Do you keep everything separate, lump it all together, some version of both? Well, to take a closer look at the issue of money and marriage, I'm joined by the engaged marriage blogger, Dustin Reichman. He's also the author of the 15-Minute Marriage Makeover. So, Dustin, thanks for coming back on the show and talking about you know, what on the surface should be really just very logical, but we both know that's not true. Absolutely, Leslie. I'm very excited to, to be on and be able to unpack this topic. It's, I thought your introduction was perfect in the sense that I think a lot of couples are more comfortable talking about their sex lives than their financial lives. So there's definitely something, something to this topic. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's, very, it's much more personal than people think. And, you know, I read your post, Should Married Couples Have Joint or Separate Bank Accounts, which prompted this show. And, you know, um, can you give some background of the responses that you got to another post that you wrote, Seven Simple Steps to Financial Success in Your Marriage, that actually was the impetus for the, for the Should Married Couples Have Joint or Separate Bank Accounts post? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. See, I wrote this this original post, Seven Simple Steps for Financial Success, really just kind of recapping how Bethany and I turned around, my wife Bethany and I turned around our own finances. So we had been, mm-hmm. you know, over $50,000 in non-mortgage debt, and she was wanting to stay home with our, our children after we had our third child, and we just found this completely overwhelming. And so mm-hmm. over a couple-year period, we, you know, kind of figured things out, paid off our debt, felt a lot a lot better about our financial situation. So I'd written this article basically just summarizing some of the, the basic things that we did. And so, you know, it was like how do we how we did a really simple budget, how we process uh-huh. we went through to pay off the debt, that sort of thing. But one of the seven things I put in that blog post was, you know, I suggested people should just work together from a single bank account. And that's what we had done. That's <laughs> kind of what Dave Ramsey had, had said we should do. And I uh-huh. you know, to me it was completely innocuous and I put that in right. there and it kind of blew up from there because of that one little topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so at, that, at that point, yeah, go ahead. So, so, I mean, so can you share some of the things that people got so hot about? Yeah, it was, so I posted it, I believe it was on Facebook and on our engaged marriage page, but yeah, I think on my personal page, I linked to it and on both, which is really bizarre because my personal page is usually, you know, family uh-huh. photos and things like that. But in both cases, again, all these comments, people start arguing with each other about bank accounts, <laughs> you know, saying, right. oh, we, you know, we have separate bank accounts and we're perfectly happy. And, you know, we have a single mm-hmm. bank account and it caused me to get divorced, those kind of things, like very passionate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy moly, like 
I, who cares this much about, you know, this topic, but it was really a, a point of um, contention and a point of pride for some people and just how they, the, the mechanics of how they're managing their money. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really funny because, you know, my husband and I have been, been together for 35 years, married for 34. We've always had a joint account. Um, all of our money, you know, because in our, in our house, you know, we, you know, I, I joke about the only thing that's yours and mine are shoes and underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but everything else is 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 pretty much joint. And but you know, I've I've worked with couples where it's like everything is completely separate. And you know, and 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 a lot of the reasons why. I mean, years and years and years ago, because yeah, you know, I'm dating myself here. Um, at my husband's company, they were going to automatic deposit for paychecks, and he didn't think it was any big deal. And then, but he found out that a, a lot of the people who work who worked hourly didn't like it because they'd been hiding money. They had been hiding all their overtime money, and he's like, and it blew his mind because he goes, everybody doesn't put all their money together. So it's kind of even even. I mean, this was. Oh gosh, twenty plus years ago that this happened, and so even you know this is, this has been an ongoing thing for people. Oh yeah, you for know. sure. And I, and I, it's like you said, for a lot of this family of origin, just like well, this is how my parents did it. This is how I was taught. You know, again, mm-hmm. kind of twenty years ago, we used to have to balance checkbooks, and so there's probably a, <laughs> a really strong reason to be more organized, just to avoid you know having overdraft fees. You kind of had to know what was going on mm-hmm. in your account together. Um, uh-huh. I think technology has also changed a lot, you know, the way that we manage money. So, absolutely. So, so let's just let's just go to the basics. So, I mean, you you and your wife had a joint account, and um, so why did you propose joint accounts for a married couple? What what are the benefits of of everybody ha- you know, of just having one place for all the money? Sure. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of benefits to taking a joint approach. Um, probably the biggest one maritally is it kind of enforces or forces or at least encourages regular communication about finances. Um, <laughs> there's built-in accountability. I mean, you really avoid that scenario that you're just describing where you're able to or you're tempted to maybe hide money um, from your spouse. Uh-huh. And with that working together in one account, I think it really fosters unity when it comes to higher, what, what you want to do with your money. Um, so uh-huh. again, it's beyond the mechanics of managing the account. It's, you're talking about your money on a regular basis instead of being able to just ignore it. Um, so yeah, and I say so work together in that sense. Um, and I, I, for us, it's much simpler if we just say, yeah. look, any money that comes into our household is just, it's our money. And then we can do uh-huh. what we want to do for our family with it rather than trying to, proportion things out and say, you're handling the mortgage, I'll take the car payment, you know, and, and trying to somehow prorate it based on what you're contributing to the household. I just feel like that's, that's an unhealthy approach. Um, and, and so a joint account kind of forces all those things together, you know, so you have to communicate, you have to work together in some sense. Um, you don't, you don't have all the, the weird administrative conflict of splitting up bills and having, you know, an accounting nightmare trying to manage multiple accounts. So I think that there's mm-hmm. a lot of good reasons for the joint account. And, you know, I mean, and, and it, it brings up that point about 
how people, you know, if you have a joint account, then you have to talk about stuff, <laughs> which seems to be, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting because you pointed out that, that for some people it's easier to talk about their sex life than about their money. And, you know, this is, and you talked about what they learned growing up. And it's, it's really interesting because I don't remember my parents talking about money. Uh, now, I'm, I'm assuming, always a, always a dangerous thing to do, that, that <laughs> my parents had, had a joint account. I mean, my mother, my mother was, you know, was a stay-at-home mom, raised the kids, um, you know, until I was in middle school, I think. Um, and then she, then she got a job. But, um, you know, but, but so she wasn't, you know, she was obviously, she was saving the family money. This is what people need to understand, that when you, when you don't work outside the home, you're actually saving money. <laughs> she wasn't sure. necessarily bringing any in. So I, I believe, and of course, at the time, and probably at the time they got married, I'm not sure, this back of the dark ages, it always makes them break out in a cold sweat about women not being able to have their, definitely didn't have their own credit cards, and they may not have even been able to open up their own bank accounts, which is a little scary. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, but I never, I, I mean, I know they thought about money sometimes, but they never talked about it. And I think that that's, you know, so you're talking about what people experienced growing up, um, and I, to be honest, I'm not sure I ever talked, that my husband and I ever talked to our kids about how we handled money. I mean, it, you know, my, my husband has talked to them about financial stuff, but I'm not sure he's ever talked to them about how, about how we personally handled money, which is kind of a weird thing. Why not talk about it? Right. <laughs> what is, what's the hang-up around it? What have you discovered, you know, working with people? What makes it so hard? Yeah, well, I think, um, so you're saying, why is this, why don't we think to kind of pass on best practices in this area to our kids? Right. Maybe, yeah. um, (laughs) Maybe because people don't know what best practices are, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's probably a big part of it. And, you know, as you were talking about, you don't remember your parents even talking about money. I grew up in a pretty poor household. My mom also stayed home, except a little later in my teenage years, she you know, became a waitress and had some income, but my dad was a laborer. And so kind of a meager, meager living. And I know that she managed the checkbook. And I, so I remember a lot of conflict there, like, you know, when are you getting paid? And you, you know, he, he would, he'd only get paid if there was a job to go to that week to get paid. And so, and, but uh-huh. she was basically paying the bills and he was bringing in the money and there's a lot of conflict around that. So I knew they were working for one account, but not necessarily in a, in a healthy way. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, and so, so I didn't really learn from them. So I, I already talked about the first five years or so of our marriage, we were screwing money up badly and didn't even realize it. We never talked about it. So uh-huh. it was just like, we, you know, we had this kind of aha moment, you know, as we were trying to discuss how to make it feasible for my wife to stay home with our kids and uh-huh. really for the first time kind of added up all our debts and looked at our, you know, our net worth and was like, oh no, this is really bad. So <laughs> You know, and then luckily we, we sought help with that, you know, and I've kind of found the Dave Ramsey plan and, and that, that structure really helped me. And so I have, I have kids that range from 15 to 10. And so kind of like what you're saying with your husband, I've definitely talked to them about finances. They all have their own electronic bank accounts. Um, and so they've got like a save, spend, give structure whenever they get any kind of money. 
So I feel good uh-huh. about that part. But we have not talked about, you know, so later in life when you combine with another person and you get married, this is, you know, best practices. I Maybe we will when that time comes. And um, uh-huh. so I guess that hasn't been relevant yet maybe to us. But, you know, it's it, does, it has start, started to come up in some ways just with dating. You know, if my son uh-huh. goes, well, when we should go to the movies, uh, when you go to the movies <laughs> with the girl, it's like, well, who pays? And, you know, the, there's that sort of thing um, about just how you, in a relationship, you know, kind of what are the expectations and how do you communicate about it because it could be awkward. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, those are really good points. Um, and it's something I think we could all be a little more proactive about if we want to help the next generation avoid the same mistakes that we've made. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you know, it's, it's and, and I learned this a long time ago, um, that, you know, as I said in the introduction, money is not just dollars and cents. It's, it's what does it mean to you and, and how do you and your partner who might have very different, what, what I call money stories, what did you learn in your family growing up? What did you, you know, how, did, how was money handled? How was money talked about? Was, you know, was there a lot? Was there not? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, all those kinds of things. And you know, because it becomes very, very personal. And I don't think that people think about it um, very clearly, uh, you know, about, about why are you doing it this way. And, again, it's like anything else we talk with our partners about. It really, it really helps if we can talk from a place of non-judgment, more from a place of curiosity, right? Um, yes. And, you know, and, 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 and especially now, I mean, you know, I read a lot of stuff about the amount of, of college debt that many Gosh, people yeah. have and, and should you get married and all, you know, all these other things about this, you know, this, this big debt. And, you know, and, there's, and there's a lot of shame around it, too, and, which, which, of course, that, that's not helpful in, in, in a conversation. And, you know, so I think, there's a, I think there's a lot of, you know, people that are gun shy about talking about this because they don't really know how to do it in a healthy yeah. way. Yeah, and we've continued to evolve with this as well, you know. So we had the messy beginning, and then we kind of got mechanically right, and we were, you know, spending less mm-hmm. than we were bringing in, and we were able to, you know, basically have a, a good lifestyle. But really, in the recent years, I'd say in the last two years, my wife and I have had better discussions about the why behind money mm-hmm. and goal, financial goals, you know, and I've, I've, it became very clear to me based on some decisions that I wanted to, some things I wanted to do with our money. As I had a conversation with her, I thought it was a no brainer. She was very hesitant <laughs> about it. And it was because mm-hmm. for her money represents security, you know, and I yes. think growing up at her household, they were very kind of lower middle class. Her parents just worked 40 hour work weeks, very little risk, but, but they never really also had the really deep valleys. Whereas I grew up, very, you know, poor and, you know, we mm-hmm. lived in some bad areas and moved a lot. And so ironically, that's made me very entrepreneurial and I see money as an opportunity. So if I have money, I mm-hmm. want to do something with it and have a bigger opportunity with it. I guess I'm more of a risk taker and probably, you know, probably because I'm like, well, the worst thing that happens is we go broke and it's been there before. It's not that bad. You know? <laughs> um, right. And she's like going, very going broke not a good thing, right? <laughs> Yeah. So now that we understand that about each other, we're able to balance that out. We can, we can do both those things. We can have enough for security. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, take measured amounts and, and do things entrepreneurially or, or take a little more risk with, with some of the money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we're, you know, we're coming up on our 20th wedding anniversary. So it's, 
20-year process for us to get to the point that we both understand what motivates us and are able to actually communicate it to a partner, which is, uh, you know, not an easy thing. No, it isn't. So this is Happily Ever After. It's just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking money and marriage with blogger Dustin Reichman. So do you and your partner see eye-to-eye on the financial aspect of your relationship? If not, guess what? You're certainly not alone. And as I said before, dealing with only the dollars and cents won't get you on the same page. That takes going a little deeper into what money means to each of you and how to combine your two money stories. If you'd like some help with that, give me a call. Take a moment and get in touch with me and schedule a free, no obligation, create your happily ever after strategy session. You can reach me by phone at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. Or you can shoot me an email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N as in Nancy, C as in charlie.com. Now I want to get back to talking with Dustin about money. And so we talked a little bit about what the benefits of a joint account is. What are the benefits of having separate accounts? Yeah, this, I think this was really where I became enlightened. This, this post that we've referred to talking about this topic has 140 something comments, you know, and <laughs> people make really good cases for joint and separate. And I think what, mm-hmm. and, and hybrid. And I think the hybrid yeah is probably one of the most popular, and that's kind of a yours, mine, and ours. So in that yeah. case, the, most of the money goes into the ours account, and we use it for all the household bills, but I'm still having my own account for fun money or you know, build to buy gifts uh-huh. and things like that, and my wife has her own account. But they're not, in a healthy sense, or in a healthy setup, they're not based on like prorated incomes and the, all that kind of stuff. It's just the his, hers, uh-huh. and mine. Just, you know, and so there, I think there are definitely some benefits to separate bank accounts. Um, one is, you know, when you have a joint account, there typically is going to be one of the, the spouses that's in charge of the bookkeeping. And like in our house, mm-hmm. that's me. I'm the nerd. So I know what's in the account. <laughs> and nothing doesn't have to worry about it. For her, that's a benefit. Mm-hmm. But in some relationships, you've got two people that, you know, that, and, and so having separate accounts just makes the, the accounting easier for some people. Um, it helps to set up clear boundaries for individual spending. So if I have my account and I know I put a hundred bucks a week in there and that's my money to go have fun with my friends or buy gifts for Bethany Uh without her knowing or whatever, I can let that accumulate. And then that's like my money and there's no guilt Uh around spending it. And I've got a clear boundary Uh around that. Um, So if you want to, you know, say I have a personal savings goal for some trip I want to take or something, Again, having a separate account mechanically just makes that easier to track and um, uh-huh. keeps it away from the, being in the mixed uh, family finances. And I mentioned gifts. I think that's, that's one of the things that kept coming up is, look, if we have a joint account and it's her <laughs> birthday, she knows exactly what I bought and when I bought it and where I bought it. But if I have my own account, then I have the, the ability to still be spontaneous um, and do things and surprise my spouse. Um, so I think those are some of the benefits, some, some of the positive reasons to have separate accounts. Uh-huh. Um, and then if you want to talk about how the dark side of that, some of the reasons people yeah. have separate accounts that aren't so healthy, we could definitely unpack that. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Because, you know, I, I remember um, a while ago dealing with a couple, they, they were engaged, they weren't yet married and they, they moved, she moved into his house 
and she made less money than he did, and she wanted, I think, I think she wanted um, a particular table for the entryway. I mean, you know, she, there was some piece of furniture that she wanted that, that she couldn't afford, but she didn't feel okay talking to him about it because, you know, it, 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 you know and, and he bought all this computer stuff. I mean, it was just like this very un, unbalanced thing. And I also, remember, I also remember working with a client where he wanted to go back to school and but felt like he had to pay for it all by himself without his – I'm going, oh, whoa, stop. You know, it was like making my head hurt. <laughs> So what are some of the disadvantages to, to having separate accounts? Yeah, it's really, it's really about the motivation for why you want the separate account. So uh-huh. I think in the, unhealth, in the unhealthy cases, it's often because people don't want to have to talk about finances with their spouse. Um, uh-huh. It's because they want to do this whole proportionate amount, like I earn twice as much as you, so I should, get, I should have twice as much spending power. Um, I think that's yeah. very common and very unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, the ability to maintain what some people would say is privacy. I'm using air quotes. It's really secrecy mm-hmm. about what they're spending their mm-hmm. money on. So, you know, if I want to gamble after work or I, you know, have a drinking problem I'm hiding or I just I'm a spending problem that I don't want, you know, my spouse to know about, it's a whole lot easier to do that if I have my own account and they don't have access to it. Um, and then I think there's a sense of independence so, you know, some of the, the stories I received back were, you know, as a woman, I feel like I need my own account because what if, you know, he cheats on me and leaves me and now I'm out, you know, penniless <laughs> in the streets. And so it's like this, this sense of security mm-hmm. because they have their own money there. And, and I understand that. My parents ended up getting divorced. Um, we were put in that same situation. Ironically, they ended up getting back together later and got remarried. A different story, but I, I did grow up in that with my mom, and she was, you know, unemployed, and you know, here we were, and she didn't have any, uh, you know, any savings on her own. So I, there's there's some of that this idea that it gives me autonomy and independence, and maybe for that worst case scenario, but more in the day to day sense that I don't have to ask permission to go buy something that I want. It's like I have my own account, and he, you know, he doesn't need to know about it, or she doesn't need to know about it if I want to go spend uh, some money on on something that I want to do for myself. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's really interesting. The first, the, the first comment that you made about, you know, women wanting to be independent because what if he cheats and leaves? And it's like, okay, so, and, and so what, what just flashed through my head is like, okay, if that's your thinking, then you need to be having a different conversation other than just the money. Um, and, yeah. You know, because and and again, that's that's why you know we know that money isn't about the dollars and cents. It's like okay, so if if it's bringing up this because that's a that's a trust issue, um, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a lot of what's going on. You know, with with keeping money separate is I don't trust my partner. Yes, and I'm going okay. So if you're marrying somebody that you have a trust issue with, and, and by the way, that, that the person may or may not be trustworthy. That's a whole separate kind of thing. But it's sort of mm-hmm. like, do you want to look at that, before, you know, to talk about that and what that is? Because, again, it can come, like you were talking about your parents, and the same thing sort of happened with, with mine, um, you know, was, 
you know, my my dad left. My mom had you know had to go to work and 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 do things, and and so that was a very uncomfortable time frame. Um, but that had but that was wasn't necessarily about the money. It was actually about the health of the relationship. Right. So does separate, separate accounts kind of keep people from having to look at that? Maybe. Well, yeah, I think it can, and and I think that's you know that's kind of the underlying thing here, right? Like on the surface, when I asked this, when I asked this question, are joint or separate bank accounts better? The reason there was so much passion and there's so much controversy in the answers is because that, that question on the surface is really not important at all. It's just, you know, how do you like to handle your bookkeeping and your accounting joint uh-huh. and separate accounts? You know, it's uh-huh. really what underlies that question is, is the most important thing. Right. So, and, and you had mentioned hybrid accounts, which I, which, which a lot of people have, where, where you know you have a, a joint pile of money, and then you each have the separate accounts for your own personal stuff, right? And so it's kind of like right. your fun, you know, your fun money, which you know. Um, but so, how how can couples decide what's what's the best? way forward. You actually, in, the, in your post, mentioned that there's a key to making that decision. What is that? Absolutely, yeah. So it's, it's really getting under the surface question. Um, mm-hmm. and so before you worry about his, mine, and ours, or all joint, or all, both separate, that, and that, that's not really that important. I, what's really important and what the key here is, is that you agree to operate your finances overall in a unified way. So it's, it's really about having unity, having open communication, and having transparency about your finances. And once you have, are able to talk to each other about that and agree that you trust each other and that you want to work together and you want to have common financial goals for, your, for each other and for your family, then you can decide how you want to handle, you know, which apps you want to use, what bank you want to work with, and, you know, do I want to have a his, hers, and ours? I think that, that that's probably the most common, you know, anymore mm-hmm. that's the most common way to handle it. And, and again, yeah, I can, I, we can log into the same app on each of our phones and I can see what the balance is in Bethany's fund money account if I wanted to. And, you know, so it, it, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even think to do that because I fully trust mm-hmm. her and there's no need to. So that's what's the kind of ironic part is, like, we could easily operate in separate accounts and it would be just fine. We choose to operate in a joint account and that works too. And I think if your health, if, you're, if the underlying unity is there in the open communication and you guys are, have agreed to work together with finances, how you structure the bank accounts really doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's the, the right. ironic part is the question, of the, the answer to this question is it doesn't matter or it depends completely on the personal preferences of the couple. But, you know, you can make any of those scenarios unhealthy if you're trying to hide, mm-hmm. you're trying to, to hold on to things that you don't want to give up and, and you're trying to have a, a kind of a 50-50 relationship instead of that 100-100% relationship that you're both, uh, you know, fully committed in. Yeah, and that's, you know, and again, that's, and I think that's why people don't want to do this is because it is about getting clear, being intentional, being transparent, which you and I both know is the key to a successful marriage, no matter what the topic is, whether it's money or intimacy or kids or whatever. But 100%. That, that seems to be the hardest part of it is, you know, I mean, 
And, and I was, was talking earlier about, you know, people, people trying to decide whether they should get married if one of the partners has, has a, lot of, a, a lot of debt for whatever reason. And, you know, and I, and I, I, I understand the hesitation around that, but, but it's not, but, but then it means people aren't really exploring what's going on in their own feelings around it because then, oh, I might have to say something that my partner isn't going to like or I have to deal with this feeling that I don't want to have or whatever the thing is. Right. Like, okay. You know, and, and, and so it's kind of like if we hide it in the closet, then it, then it won't matter. But, but as we talked about, you know, it's like the particulars aren't so much, aren't, aren't, so as, aren't as important as the intention. Boy, that was hard to say. Uh, as, as to why you're doing what you're doing. And, and as you said, yeah. it changes over time. Yeah, and I think, you know, the one way to look at it is that money is a great symptom, right? It's a great mm-hmm. indicator of what's going on with your communication and, and what's going on, you know, in, in your intimacy and, and the other aspects of life. But, you know, money is, money interacts with the external world, right? So you can't really hide it. You can't, you have to deal with it at some point or you'll, you know, go mm-hmm. bankrupt. So... <laughs> You know, it, it, you know, so, but yeah, it's, it's all about that underlying communication and, and the ability to work together. Um, it, it's just money magnifies what's really going on in the relationship. Yep. Well, Dustin, can, I, I, can you share where, they, where um, the listeners can find these two posts and anything else you would like to let them know about? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, our main site is engagedmarriage.com. And so you can go on there and, and search for money and you'll find these two articles and lots of other information on not only money, but what we kind of call the, the four big pillars in marriage, communication, romance, sex and intimacy, and then money and finances. And so, um, yeah, we have a book. It's called 15-Minute Marriage Makeover, and it's really structured around those four topics. And it basically t- takes a week and walks a couple through you know, 15-minute exercises for, you know, the first week is about communication, for example, and then we go to... Uh, romance and then sex and intimacy. And then the final week is money. And we put money last because it's the hardest and because you need <laughs> to build that base of good communication skills to even address the money <laughs> questions and the goals and the things you want to set. And so, yeah, if your listeners want to go to engagedmarriage.com slash communicate, um, we've actually taken the whole communication section out of the book and it's completely free. So they can download that and they have a week of communication building uh, in there. Uh, completely free of charge and just kind of give them a taste to see if the book is, is something that would help them in their relationship. So yeah, engagedmarriage.com slash communicate is uh, where they can go to get that. Well, thank you. And as we've talked about, like most things in life, how you set up your finances is not a black, white, right, wrong conversation. It's about being intentional, not just about what you're doing, but why you're doing it. And money is one of those sliding, not deciding areas for many couples, and that's actually the source of the trouble for most of them. The correct answer is the one that works for both of you. So hopefully you've gotten some information about how to do with that this week, and I hope you'll keep listening. And until next week, stay loving. Stay loving.